it's a matter of deciding what's, what's the model, because at the end of the day, you will do some trade-offs when you model your data. Everyone, this is Nazar Akil from Max Pro. Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Paul. And we're Love and Pebbles. Hi, this is Lopa Vandermers from Rasa. Oh, you're listening to, and you're listening, and you are listening to the Ecom Show. Welcome to the Ecom Show, presented by Blue Tusker. The number one place to hear the inside scoop from other e-commerce experts, where they share their secrets on how they scaled their business and are now living the dream. Now, here is your host, Andrew Mass. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Ecom Show. I'm your host, Andrew Maff, and today I am joined by the founder and CEO of OmniConvert, uh, uh, Valentin Radu. How are you doing? Are you ready for a good show? Are you ready to do this? Hi, Andrew. Yes, of course. Let's do this I'm together. I'm so excited for this. So this is the first uh, recording of 2023 for us. So I appreciate you uh, uh, being the person who's going to grace us into this new year. Um, I love to kind of do the whole normal thing and pretend that no one knows who you are and no one knows anything about OmniConvert. So why don't you tell us just a quick little background on yourself and about OmniConvert? Yeah, of course. So I'm a, I'm a founder. I'm a serial entrepreneur from Bucharest, Romania. Uh, an export kid from Bucharest, Romania, as I like to say about myself. I founded four companies. The fourth one is uh, called OmniConvert, and now we are helping uh, e-commerce and retailers to improve their customer lifetime value and their, their business by leveraging the data that most of them are not aware that they are sleeping uh, on it. They are sitting, literally sitting on a gold mine. Beautiful. You also uh, started CVO Academy, correct? Yeah, of course. So uh, I, uh, it's already, yeah, one and a half years ago, we I've teamed up with a few heavy hitters in the e-commerce, uh, consumer behavior, email marketing space, and we've built the CVO Academy. So that's a space for uh, helping people learn about customer value optimization. So how to improve customer lifetime value thanks to uh, the, the knowledge, because there are a lot of, uh, let's say, learning initiatives uh, about uh, how to increase the traffic, how to spend more money on Facebook or on Google ads, but uh, there aren't enough initiatives around the customer lifetime value and how to uh, leverage your existing customers. Perfect. So diving into this, super excited for this episode, mainly because uh, I know that your specialty is something that I've started preaching a lot more and more lately because of 2023. And now that we're finally in this new year, there's some theories around how this year is going to go around whether we end up in a recession or not towards the end of the year, how bad it might be, how mild it may be, whether we actually are in one or not. But either way, even though this is something that I believe every e-commerce seller should be aware of, uh, one of the things that's going to, they're going to want to be focusing on is making sure that they're doing everything they can to reduce their customer acquisition costs and focus as much as they can on retention because going through a recession, that's going to be the only way to kind of survive. And I know that if there's anyone to have on the show to discuss that, it's you. So obviously very appreciative to have you here. I'd love to uh, just kind of dive in there on, on what your thoughts are on the best ways for you know sellers to kind of approach that over the course of the next year. Yeah, for sure, Andrew. 
as you as you've just said, the the, the economic environment is not as friendly as it as it has been in 2021. For for instance, for online retailers, and uh, we are seeing that the direct to consumer brands are now uh, focusing on uh, achieving profitability. So the good old days of five seven x ROS, which is a stupid metric, by the way, <laughs> uh, because it doesn't take into account the net margin and the gross margin and nothing. So it's purely focusing on revenue and whatever. So uh, what I think is going to happen this year is that uh, retailers, first of all, they are not going to throw money on uh, all, all sorts of initiatives. So even the, the 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 shiny new object syndrome is not going to be that present anymore. Another thing that is going to happen is that uh, retailers are going, be, besides the, the fact that they will be more cautious, they, they will look at their own data. Because I think uh, shifting their attention from products and ads towards uh, customers and needs and uh, the 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 behavior of those consumers is the uh, is the key to achieve uh, profitability. And as Jeff Bezos uh, uh, famously said, the one which is winning a market is the one that can pay the most to acquire a customer. So if you don't even measure how much you are paying to acquire a customer, how can you how can you know that you are uh, you are paying the most or if you are leaving money on the table or on the on the opposite you are uh, you are burning money in vain. So this data driven approach this uh, let's say rigorous Focusing on uh, on the data that you have and on things like uh, customer acquisition cost, customer lifetime value, the balance between the two of them, uh, and then coming up with strong initiatives to make the customers uh, stick around and buy again and advocate for your for your business because word of mouth is still the cheapest way of uh, uh, growing a business because. Even though uh, I am not a fan anymore of Elon Musk, we can see, we can appreciate the guy, right? So he hasn't spent a dime on uh, advertising, on marketing, but he 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 achieved the uh, he he built an empire uh, thanks to word of mouth. So we have to be uh, aware about the, these things, and I, I think this is the year when uh, uh, companies will be more aware about their own data, about their own KPIs, and uh, about things like customer lifetime value and customer acquisition cost. So let's uh, let's start off with, with one of the first thing you mentioned about, you know, doing what you can to reduce customer acquisition cost. That is, I've even started saying it a lot more lately, like that's got to be a big focus this year just because of, you know, the potential like economic turmoil. However, I'm sure there's a ton of people who are listening to this episode going, oh, wow, I have to reduce my customer acquisition cost. What a new idea. Like, yes. That's that's something that obviously we should always like be doing at all times. But what are your theories around the best ways to do that? And like, obviously, I know you've mentioned you know really leveraging their own data. But you know, depending on the size of the business that you're you're speaking to, some of them may not have as much data to work with. Others, they might have the opposite problem where they have so much data that they can't really figure out how to read it. And they sometimes go through like really just like what I refer to as like, you know, just like this data, like, like, uh, uh, like wormhole of just, I have so much to look at. So how do you decipher, you know, what's the best way to kind of mm -hmm. reduce those customer acquisition costs by leveraging the data? Yeah. So what I what I suggest is first starting with the starting with the the blended customer acquisition cost. So not not worrying too much about what's the customer acquisition cost by channel. So the first thing let's let's focus on the unit economics of the business. So if it's a smaller business, the whole idea is to know 
how my unit economics look like and what is the context because data is meaningless without the context. It doesn't matter if your customer acquisition cost is $20. What it matters is what's your customer lifetime value because if you if you're making $40 on each of the customers that you acquire and you are uh, you are paying $20 that's a ratio of 2 to 1 which is not fantastic but it's good. However, if you pay $20 and you acquire a customer which is uh, uh, providing $20 in uh, in margin for you then your 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 the situation is pretty grim for you. So the first thing is to to understand what's the CAC to CLV ratio. And what's the context? Is CAC going up or down? Is CLV going up or down? Because if you look at these things, then it's uh, very important to see what, how these are looking uh, in Q4, uh, in Q3, year over year, month over month, these type of trends, these are crucially important because if those things are going down, then you must act mm-hmm. on it. So you, mu- you, you can't afford not to be agile in this environment. The next thing in order to uh, to decrease the customer acquisition cost is uh, to, to look at the best customers that you have and see if you can spot some anomalies. For instance, are there any products that if those are being bought the first in the first uh, order are increasing the chances to place another order for those customers? And which are those products from which categories? Because that means you can afford not to pay less, but to even pay more to acquire this type of customer. So that means your bidding strategy is going to be different for those brands, those categories, and those products. Another thing that you can do in order to not to decrease, but to optimize customer acquisition costs, because again, it's not about how much you pay to acquire a customer, it's how much you get, you gain from a customer, right? So you can even increase your budget. Maybe you can get a loan, maybe you can whatever. So the whole idea is how to model your business according to the data that you have uh, at your disposal. So another thing that you can do is to simply look not only on the anomalies based on the products, but the anomalies based on the customer segments. For instance, there are there is this uh, methodology that I'm a big fan of. It's called RFM, Recency, Frequency and Monetary Value Segmentation. So that means instead of looking at all the customers uh, like they are the same, you look at the customers according to how recently they've purchased. So how many days there there are since their last, last purchase, how frequently they've bought and what's their monetary value, how much they've spent. According to this, you will end up having some fantastic groups, which I call the golden goose, let's say, the one which is giving you the golden eggs. So those customers are behaving differently than the others, right? So from our data, for instance, we have data from more than 3,000 uh, uh, retailers. We, we've we seen that those customers, which we call the soulmates or the lovers, yeah, the best ones, they make more than 80 times uh, than an average customer. So basically, one of the soulmates equals the value that is being delivered by 80 of the normal customers. You can't afford not to know those customers. So one thing that you can do then is to simply pick up the phone and call them, or you can do a thorough research, or you can run some surveys, or you can understand not what they are, not only what they are buying, but also why they are buying and why they are so stubborn, let's say, to come back and buy from you over and over again. Because despite all the barriers that you put in front of them, they come back and they buy again from you. So you want, you might, you, you have to know who they are. You want to know who they are. So basically that's another way to decrease the customer or to optimize the customer acquisition cost by knowing who's your target. Because once you know what's the, what are the reasons behind their purchase, 
Then you know how to build your creatives, mm -hmm. yeah? How to build your landing pages. They are going to literally write the copy for you, yeah? Which is way better than using uh, chat GPT for, for that. So basically you, 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 you pull up the, the right words, the simple words from your existing uh, customers, but not only from your existing customers, from your best customers that are behaving like the best uh, customers that you want. So uh, a lot of what you just mentioned really kind of ties into the paid advertising side. So obviously, you know, your traditional, your customer acquisition costs, a lot of people uh, are starting to look at more um, kind of organic approaches, building, you know, the brand or the website into more of an asset. So whether it's something more around like community growth on social media, or if it's building out yep. their SEO and, and, you know, starting to develop more of like a content creation sort of thing, how do you factor what those costs of getting that type of, of assets together uh, into the customer acquisition cost? Yeah, so so basically, it's a, it's a matter of uh, deciding what what's the models because at the end of the day, you will do some trade offs when you model your data. Because let's say you are building a community, you are paying for influencers, you are doing a lot of stuff which is helping the brand or we which is making uh, your. Uh, it's increasing the awareness. Those things, you must uh, decide if those are retention costs or acquisition costs. Most of the time, these are acquisition costs. So, uh, And I think the trap is to continue to invest without knowing what's the return. Because, yeah, in, a, uh, uh, in theory, everything should add up. But this is something which uh, uh, I think Christopher Lockhead, the guy behind the, the Play Bigger uh, book, which is a fantastic book, by the way, states as peanut butter marketing, right? Let's put some peanut butter marketing. Uh, let's, market, let's put some marketing there and there and there. And you have a lot of initiatives. And at the end of the day, you don't know how to measure. So uh, keeping the uh, respecting the, the, the fundamentals, I think, is the key in uh, 2023 because the smaller you are the less channels you need to yeah. tackle yeah you need to be fantastically good at one two three channels maximum and then expand once you've you you've hit the ceiling and you know that you can't optimize anymore on those channels but there is a, a lot of room to grow on your existing uh, customers and one, one important thing uh, Andrew here is is around leveraging email mm -hmm. right which is a channel which is uh, underutilized by uh, be, because once you do the RFM segmentation then you can build different email campaigns right you will have you will end up having your best active customers which you want to simply nurture but you also have customers which are sleeping away and you want to stop that churn and you can do that with prevention campaigns and you also have newly acquired customers which if you know the reasons behind the purchase of your best customers you can onboard differently and i can give you plenty of examples if you want over here because we've applied this methodology called the cvo methodology customer value optimization methodology you you start with the customer research and for instance we've worked with uh, a company which was selling uh, microbiome products and they've uh, found out that there are three main reasons why people were buying those products but the main reason was around uh, help me look normal so it was it, 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 it was a, a pain, right? So the, the struggle behind the purchase was real. It's not like, it, it, it wasn't like a vitamin product. It was a, it was a painkiller for the, the customers. And based on that, they've 
we use the quiz, uh, a survey at the end of the purchase, right? So they've tagged the customers according to what's the reason behind the purchase. And then they've onboarded them through email and made them consume the product because if there is no consumption, you can't expect retention. It's crazy, right? Nobody is going to buy again a product which they are not getting value from. One of the things that obviously is very pertinent to almost everything you mentioned is is knowing the customer lifetime value, right? And while that should be clean and clear to everyone in any business, it, it is very often something that I find that uh, e-commerce sellers struggle with to figure out what that number actually is. And one of the reasons I, or at least one of the questions I had for you is, so we talked about reducing your customer acquisition cost. I believe your uh, example was, well, you spend $20, but they eventually, uh, you spend 20, eventually they spend 40, you're two to one and you're in a good spot. But at what point, what's the time frame for that, right? So we're sitting in 2023, you want to reduce your customer acquisition costs and yeah, they'll spend $40 with you over the lifetime of the, of the customer. But what if that second purchase for another $20 is normally two to three years out, in which case you're now focusing on yeah. reducing that. So at what point do you say like, okay, this is the lifetime value of a customer, but you can really only afford to bring in so many because it's going to take that much longer to get that revenue back in. Yeah. And welcome to the, the to the bridge between the finance world and the marketing world. Yeah. The, the, this is what you're stating. So if your cash flow doesn't allow you to, to wait for two years to, to get back those $20 on the second or the third purchase, what do you do? And the answer here is you break the CLV down by certain intervals that you can afford. So CLV 30, CLV 60 days, CLV in the 90 days. And once you know those things, you, you try to optimize and to look at the average days between the purchases, right? So basically it's called the ADBT. These are, that's why you need to go more in depth into the data to, to know your e-commerce inside out, because those things, you can't find them in Google analytics or yeah. in Facebook ads, by the way. You can't find ADBT in Shopify. You you need a proper tool for that. And that's why, basically, that's why we existed. We've realized, because I'm a former e-commerce entrepreneur, I've realized that there is no such a tool which is allowing you to, to leverage this kind of thing. So basically, you look at the average days between the transactions, you look at the AOV, you look at the CLV by 60, 90 days, you look in your pockets, right? You go to your bank account and you you, you see how much you can afford to, to, to pay to acquire a customer, and then you decide. So the one of the, let's say, mistakes that many entrepreneurs are doing is that... Uh, one of the mistakes that the entrepreneurs are doing is that they simply are too reluctant to invest more. Mm -hmm. So what, what I want to dare, so basically what I want to suggest them, what I want to invite entrepreneurs here is to look at their own data because numbers provide clarity. And when once the things are clear, then you will not be reluctant or uh, or fearful when you, when you invest into acquiring customers. It's all a matter of experimenting fast enough without uh, endangering your business. And most of the uh, uh, entrepreneurs simply don't know those things. So what they what they end up doing is they look at their ROAS, they pay some agencies, and then they, they feel like they've been uh, uh, tricked by those agencies. They switch to another agency, but God forbid to look at their unit economics and to understand their own data. And I think in 2023, they need to know those kind of things. You need to know the CAC payback period, which is the number of days 
that you need from a customer to get back your uh, initial investment to acquire that customer. Mm -hmm. You need to know that. Without knowing that, how can you invest? It's crazy, right? But most of the market is still doing this over and over again. And obviously, we touched on the retention side of things as well. So from a retention side, now let's say we've, we've figured all that out. We've gone through, uh, you know, all of the acronyms that you've given us on the show so far that we're going to have to do a dictionary <laughs> for after this. Um, what, how, what are your standard tactics? Obviously, every business is going to be different. Every owner, every customer, every product line, all that fun stuff. But what are your tactics in terms of focusing on retaining, A, those, those best customers that you had mentioned, as well as the new ones as they're coming in since you just work so hard to actually get them to convert? Yeah, so that's a great question, Andrew. And what I uh, what I always do this, no matter what's the business model, I start with getting customer uh, voice data. So basically, I start with implementing Net Promoter Score because it's a fantastic tool to understand if the customers are getting the value that they are after. So no matter what you are selling, if you are selling any anything, you are in a business of selling a promise. So you've sold the promise to the customers they've bought it but you don't know if they've uh, you've delivered on that mm -hmm. promise and you need to know that and that's why you need uh, to to know the nps at two moments yes net promoter score what are the chances to refer our company to one of your uh, friends colleagues and whatever so once you delivered the product and once the, you've got the money from the customer pre-delivery and post-delivery, you know the NPS. And if the NPS is lower than 75, let's say, then you need to, to improve that. You need to understand what should be fixed in the customer journey because you can have one of those three problems. And, and those are the only three that you can have. You either have a product problem, which is the worst to have. That means you need to source different products or to build or to whatever. You either have a marketing problem. So you, you weren't simply compelling enough, persuasive enough or whatever, or you have a customer experience problem, which means you need to, to, to look at the customer journey and to understand how to improve the customer service. Yeah. And in order to do so, you need to analyze the data from your customer. So that's the first thing that I do, no matter what type of uh, business. And after that, then that's basically they are giving you the roadmap for what you should be doing next. Because if you have a marketing problem, then simply talk differently about the value that your products are, uh, are, are uh, providing to them. If you have a customer experience problem, sort out your things. Yeah. So fix, fix the, 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 the broken uh, journey. And if you have a product problem, stop advertising and fix that because it's the, there, there's no amount of marketing which is going to fix a broken product. That's a very good point. Valentin, you clearly know a lot about all of this. And so it sounds like you should probably be writing a book and I believe you are, correct? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Andrea. So uh, I'm writing a book. It was uh, it was uh, a, a hard effort. It was the most difficult endeavor in my entire professional. You didn't activity. use ChatGPT, right? Started... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it was. I, I've started too early. 
to, to write it. And unfortunately, it's not that advanced because I've, uh, I've tried, though, to see if, uh, if uh, he knows a thing or two, but these are only shallow, shallow uh, uh, things. So I'm writing a book I've started in January. I will uh, end it up in, uh, in March. Uh, the first chapter is available for anyone that wants to to, to read it. And uh, if uh, everything goes as uh, I planned in April, we, we will launch it. Beautiful. We'll be keeping an eye out for that. Valentin, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate your time. Everyone else who tuned in, obviously, thank you. Uh, Valentin, I'd love to give you a minute here and let everyone know where else they can find out more about, obviously, the book, the chapter you said it's available, more about you and OmniConvert, and we can call it a day. Yeah, sure. So you can find me on LinkedIn. I uh, I post uh, daily since 2017, I think. Uh, I'm I'm sharing a lot of insights uh, regarding my work. I'm always working with the brands uh, firsthand. So besides the fact that we have our software as a service, we also consult agencies and uh, uh, e-commerce brands. And I'm doing this type this thing so that I'm still connected with the world, so that I, we don't build a product that nobody can. Uh, can, can use so feel free to find me on uh, on LinkedIn or drop me an uh, uh, an email at Tommy Convert. Valentine, thank you so much for your time today. Obviously, everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Please make sure you do the usual rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff on whichever podcast platform you want, or on YouTube, or head over to ecomshow.com to check out our past episodes. But for usual, thank you all for joining us, and we will see you all next time. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to the Ecom Show. Head over to ecomshow.com to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or on the Blue Tusker YouTube channel. The Ecom Show is brought to you by Blue Tusker, a full-service digital marketing company specifically for e-commerce sellers looking to accelerate their growth. Go to bluetusker.com now for more information. Make sure to tune in next week for another amazing episode of The Ecom Show.